You are about to experience The Mystic Show, episode 171. Take a breath. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran. I'm happy you're able to join me at this very moment. You and I are about to spend some time talking about some really important topics, and that's what this show is about, important topics. There's all kinds of topics in the world that are not very important. The topics of spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and your heart and meaning in your life and your family, your loved ones. These are all important topics. <laughs> so the purpose of this show is for you and I to grow spiritually by talking about things, learning things, and hopefully putting it into practice. That's what it's all about, right? We can talk about things and read things till we're blue in the face, but if we never put it into practice, not going to do us much good. So we release new episodes every Friday morning early. You can hear us as a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the website www.themysticshow.net, themysticshow.net. And you can comment on any episode we've ever done on the website. There's 171 basically blog posts on the website, each with a podcast episode, you can comment on them and reply to other people's comments as well. You can also sign up for our email list, Behind the Scenes Emails. Every Friday, I'll send you a little email with a little behind the scenes info, stuff that doesn't make it onto the show. And when you sign up for that email list, you get a special audio project that I made called Relax with Rumi. And if you haven't signed up and gotten this yet, please do. It's free. It's 47 minutes of audio. It's relaxing audio, and I read selected Rumi quotes over it. It's very nice. Some of the quotes, I mean, most of the quotes are just outstanding. It's really nice. So we'd like to also thank Pause Your Life for their support. Pause Your Life is an organization that facilitates meetups and retreats. Pauseyourlife.org is the website. We have meetups. Actually, we're international now. It's an organization my wife and I started about three and a half years ago. We're international and in several cities in the U.S. And we're about to schedule our next retreat. So pause your life. It's great. You know, sometimes you feel like you just want to hit the pause button and just stop. Just, you know, take a pause, take a break <laughs> for a couple hours or a couple days or even a couple minutes, which it's interesting because part of what I want to talk about today is the new weekly content that we're going to start sending out for Pause Your Life. It's going to be sent on Wednesdays, and the whole point is that it is going to be your midweek pause. So we're going to send you an email. Every one, well, you have to sign up for it. You have to opt into the email. I'll tell you how to do that in a second. But 
when you opt in to get the email, every Wednesday, you'll get this really cool email. It has a nice inspirational quote. It'll have a nice little picture and it'll have an excerpt from either a book or one of our handouts or something, something deeper, deeper and thoughtful. And it's a great excuse really for you on a Wednesday, or of course you can read it whenever you want, but on a Wednesday in the middle of the week when things are getting crazy and you might, you know, start getting sucked into worldly matters, maybe feeling a little emotional here and there. This is a great excuse for you to just sit down, give yourself, I don't know, three, four, five minutes and just relax. Maybe even turn off your phone, read this email, just read it and just Read what it says and just pause. Pause your whole life for three minutes on a Wednesday. That's the whole point. So, And I just set up the web page. That's right. Well, our web guy set up the web page and the opt-in and the email. Oh, by the way, the web guy is me. I had to do everything myself. Someday, maybe somebody who knows better <laughs> can help me. But if you go to pauseyourlife.org slash MWP, MWP stands for Midweek Pause. If you go there, you can sign up for it. And of course, it's free. Pauseyourlife.org slash MWP. It's open now. You can go sign up now. Start receiving. And next Wednesday is going to be our first email, by the way. So you can you can get on board right from the very beginning if you'd like to. And really, the significance of pausing cannot be overestimated. I mean, it is the fundamental spiritual practice that we can do, just to pause. You know, there's a lot of different practices out there, a lot of different, you know, methods and training and all this stuff, different spiritual practices. And you should definitely do, do whichever ones feel right to you. However, at the base of all of them is pausing, is stepping back from our everyday life and just stepping back and hitting pause. And that's the significance of this email every Wednesday. The midweek pause is it gives you that opportunity. And my wife and I are really happy about it. And of course, if you have any content that you think might be good for the email, you can always let us know. Because I know you're reading some really nice books, aren't you? I'm sure, I'm sure you are. So last weekend, I think it was last weekend, my wife and I visited this state park here in Colorado. And by the way, now what we did was, I think it was a few months ago, we bought a yearly, a year pass to get into any state park in Colorado for free for a whole year. So now, now when, you know, when we have some time on a weekend and we just want to relax or do something fun, we're like, okay, where's the state park we can go to? Cause it's free. And uh, so anyway, we did that this past weekend, we went to El Dorado Canyon State Park. It's actually pretty close to Denver and Boulder. It's kind of near Denver and Boulder. And it was just tremendous. It's this canyon. It's this big valley as well. And and actually, there's a private house up there. We saw it. It's this red house. It's, it's like a ranch with a flat roof. It's just this, but it's painted red and apparently someone lives up there, which is unbelievable to us. So while we were there, the visitor center, we went in there and we saw some things that they have, you know, they sell some things and some books and some guides and everything. 
And outside the window of the visitor center, they had this hummingbird feeder. And I don't know if you've ever seen them. Seen them? You actually just fill them with like this liquid or something, and the hummingbirds come and they they can stick their long beak into this little hole and suck out the liquid. And apparently it's sweet and they like it. And like five or six of them can all do it at the same time. There's five or six stations around the feeder. And I believe no other birds are able to feed from it because they can't get their beak in and and do it. So that's why it's called a hummingbird feeder. And we were standing inside the visitor center and the feeder was like, I mean, like two feet outside the window. And we're watching these hummingbirds come and feed and, and then they go there was a tree nearby. They would go fly to the tree and sit on the tree. And I took a picture, which is actually going to be the picture of this episode. You've probably seen the picture. It's, it, it sort of like looks like a silhouette of a hummingbird feeder with a bunch of hummingbirds flying around it. And by the way, there's a hidden hummingbird in that picture. I'm not sure you saw all the hummingbirds there. You might want to take another look. There's a little one sneaking up somewhere. Anyway, um, So it got me thinking that, you know, when animals are hungry, they feed, right? But I was thinking about us as human beings. I believe most human beings are starving, spiritually. Starving. And most of us don't even know it. That's the sad part. But that's also the journey, right? That's the opportunity is to figure out one day that, hey, you know what? I'm starving and now I know where to go and feed myself properly. So most people are starving and they seek everything outside themselves. You know, contentment, peace, divinity, respect, right? We seek all these things outside of ourselves. We live our lives trying to win the approval of others or we try to, you know, show off and be cool. Or, or one of my favorites is when someone tells a story and then someone else in the group has to top that story. They have to tell a better story just because they have to be the one who told the best story or something. I don't know. But we do that. We, we try to prove our value. And, and a lot of it's natural. I'm not saying it's bad. However... For instance, in the case of showing off or trying to be cool, a spiritually advanced person doesn't do that. There's no need to do that. You know, you don't have to prove how cool you are. You're comfortable with yourself. You're content with yourself. You're peaceful with yourself. And you respect yourself. So you don't demand respect outside yourself because you already have it. And again, it's a common mistake to make, and it's something that hopefully in your life, as, as I've done in, in my life, when you realize these things, you don't take it negatively, like, oh my God, I was starving, or, or I, was, I wasn't living properly, and you know, it took me so long to find my path or whatever. Like, none of that is bad. But the fact that you're learning and the fact that you're now walking on a spiritual path is very important, and it's really good. You've probably heard before that some people 
they search for things outside themselves to fill some void they have inside themselves. And this happens emotionally. This happens materially as well. But that inner void, it can't be filled with outer things. I mean, we know this. This is just a simple fact of life. You can desire the best car and the biggest house. And guess what? You might be able to buy the biggest house and the best car. And you might be happy for a day or a week or or maybe two months. I don't know. But after that, you're not content anymore. You want another car or you want another house or something right? These worldly desires, it never ends. We, we fulfill one desire and the next one is there. The next bigger one is there. And it's really unfortunate because the tragedy is most of us do achieve a lot in our lives, but we never, we're not able to be content and enjoy it. And the spiritual person learns how to do that, learns how to be content and be peaceful with what you have. And it doesn't mean you can't strive to achieve more. It doesn't mean you cannot have a vision, you know, a, a different vision for the future and work toward it. Of course you can. But you're not, you're not depending on that future to fill the void in yourself. You should fill that void by yourself on the inside. You know, there's been many times in my life, I mean, if you listen to the show, you might know I've been meditating for many years. I've traveled to several different countries and gone on retreats and spent time in ashrams. And it's been many years. I think it's 13 years now or something. And I've had many experiences. I have been blessed to be able to pause my life in a way and meditate and read deeper texts and, and inspiring texts and books and everything. And I've been able to many times sort of reach new levels of, of depth of my spiritual condition. And this happens all the time to everyone. So it's not special to me, but I experienced it. And what happens when you are able to reach you know, a deeper level of spiritual awareness or whatever you want to call it, spiritual condition, you kind of realize that, whoa, you know, last week I thought my spiritual condition was good, but now I know there's, there's more to go, that I have more to achieve. And you could, you know, look back negatively and say, oh, I thought my condition was very good, but it wasn't that good. Well, there's no need to do that. The point is, like I said before, if you're working towards aspiring and achieving more in the spiritual realm, which means, you know, transforming your own character and your mental processes, you will keep getting better and progressing. So I hope that you can look back a few weeks or a month or a year and say, yeah, I wasn't as aware back then as I am now. Hopefully we can say that every day of our lives. So the hummingbird picture, the hummingbirds outside the visitor center at El Dorado Canyon State Park. 
Are you going to the feeder? Are you starving or are you feeding yourself? Well, where is the feeder? Where can you feed yourself spiritually? Well, number one, obviously, is meditation. Meditation is, in my mind, just an absolute necessity for any spiritual endeavor. Meditation is where, that's the real pause, (laughs) when you put everything on pause and you're just there with yourself. That opens up doors, that opens up opportunities that you cannot get in any other way. You just can't. So meditation is number one. Uh, So if you're not meditating at all, maybe try it. Try to start. Do whatever you feel you want to do. Don't go crazy. Don't don't, you know, spend a million dollars on some meditation course and decide you're going to meditate nine hours a day. Don't go to the extreme. Just be natural. Start natural. Do what you can. And, and it's, this is a big experiment with yourself anyway. So just try it. See how you do. Maybe you want to keep a journal. Write down what happens. Or maybe you want to email me. Email me and tell me your experience. Um, where's another feeder? Another one is nature. If you go walking in nature or if you just go relax in nature away from human civilization, somehow your soul is fed with something and it really helps. We all know this, right? It's not debatable. Where else can you feed your inner self? I think with silence. I think silences can be very powerful on our spiritual journey. Now, I don't know if that means going without talking for a certain period of time or if it just means going to sit somewhere in silence for a period of time. But there's something about silence (laughs) that is magical, that's deeper. There's some depth to the silence. You know, Babaji Maharaj said that silence is the language of God. All right, where else can you feed yourself? You're a little hummingbird flying around El Dorado Canyon State Park, and you're hungry. Where do you go? Well, you go to the hummingbird feeder. But for us humans, you can read some good material. There are many books out there that are deep and that will challenge your thoughts and your emotions. (laughs) It'll break your paradigm. These are the texts we should be reading and thinking about and studying. I mean, if you're reading books that you understand everything that's said in the book, that's okay. But maybe try and read some books where you say, my God, I don't understand this. And then try to figure it out. You know, read it again and again and maybe meditate on it. Maybe ask someone. That's how we can deepen our experience in life and actually learn more about spirituality, the true spirituality. There's only one way to learn, and that's to read and talk and think. So when you read good material, good books, you are feeding yourself, I think. That's my opinion. Oh, did I mention meditation? That's a good way to feed yourself. (laughs) I think I did. Um, 
Here's the other thing, and this is a very subtle thing. This is like next level subtle, powerful thing, is that you should, well, I shouldn't say should. You can have the idea that you are constantly being fed from the inside, from you know the universe or the source or God or whatever. You can have this idea that you're always being fed from the inside. Now, that's a subtle one, but again, the more subtle something is, the more powerful it is. So, um, so therefore, the midweek pause emails, right? That's a way to feed yourself every Wednesday. Just stop, you know, at, at whenever is a good time to stop your day and pause for five minutes, do it. Turn off your phone, whatever. Sit comfortable and read the email and just think about it for five minutes every Wednesday. That's a way to feed yourself. And the more you feed yourself, the more content you will be, the more peaceful you will be, the more self-respect you'll have, and you won't look for all these things outside yourself. You'll be a powerful human being. Unfortunately, today, a lot of people think they're powerful on the outside. Maybe they have money or they have you know, power or they have influence. But that doesn't mean that they're powerful on the inside. And being powerful on the inside is what it's all about. You need to stand on your own, be a complete human being on your own, not being dependent on someone else to give you your self-respect or something like that. And the reason we need to become powerful humans is because of what the Buddha was shocked by. Remember, we just, my wife and I watched the Buddha documentary a few weeks ago, and he was very sheltered in his life up until the age of 29, maybe, or at least the mid-20s. His family sheltered him from everything, really from everything. And so when he finally went out of the castle or wherever he lived, he saw sickness and it bothered him. He didn't know what sickness was. What do you mean people get sick? He saw old age. He's like, what do you mean people get old? And he saw death. And he said, what do you mean people die? So these are the common things that we all share in life. We're going to get sick. We're going to get old. And we're going to die. And these core things, I mean, this is, this, this is fundamental to human life, but we tend to suffer a lot because of these things. We're either afraid of it, you know, we're afraid of getting sick or we're afraid of dying. Or the biggest one is these days, I'm afraid of getting old. Oh, I have to dye my hair. I have to get surgery. I have to look young. Why do people do that? Because they're afraid of getting old. They can't handle the truth. They're not comfortable with a natural process. They're not content. There's a big void inside of them, and they're trying to fill it with plastic surgery and hair dye. Right? So, really the spiritual path, well, one of the, one of the perks, <laughs> big one, is that we can become okay with all these things. 
Okay, you might you're gonna get sick. Okay, all right, you're gonna get old. All right, well, what are you gonna? What, are you gonna fight it? <laughs> you gonna you know deny it? Nope, I'm not getting old. And of course, you're gonna die because everything that's born dies at some point. So, I think most human beings on the planet they think they're living a happy life. They think everything's great. This reminds me of my old days when I was a a business coach or a life coach and I was teaching people. I had these programs I was trying to sell where you learn about your mind and the power of your mind and you learn how to set goals and really tap into your potential. And I would talk to people who were doing miserably in business and I'd say, how's it going? Hey, oh, you, you know, Maybe you want to do better. Maybe you want to take one of my courses. And they would, most everyone said, no, no, I'm doing fine. I'm fine. Everything's going good. When we all know that it wasn't going good. So I think a lot of humans pretend. We think we're living this happy life. And we sort of ignore the misery, but it's there in the subconscious. It's that void on the inside. We're just ignoring it. We're putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Someday, and I guess, unfortunately, for most human beings, it happens when they, on their deathbed, when they actually die, is they have that moment of realization like, oh my God, the house and the cars, that wasn't important at all. My family was important, you know? We have these realizations on our deathbed because we aren't strong enough or we haven't fed ourselves enough to realize it before that. Again, that's our opportunity on the spiritual path. We can face these things and we can handle them and we can be okay with them right now. So our subconscious is clear, our conscious is clear, and we can just live as live without fear. So it reminds me of a quote from a movie, happiness makes up for in height what it lacks in length. Robert Frost. I mean, certainly we are happy at times in our lives. You know, we have moments of joy, but they're fleeting. They don't last (laughs) usually. Happiness makes up for in height what it lacks in length. So starving people sometimes need to believe in superstitions, right? Superstitions are just these beliefs that it's superstitions are really weird to me. They kind of, I don't know. I, for myself, I don't see any value in any superstition. Even, uh, you know, recently in the past two, three weeks or whatever, my wife and I visited a, a Buddhist center. I don't know if it would be called a temple, but it was some sort of a center where they have open time where you can go in and meditate in the shrine hall or whatever it is. And uh, so we went there just because, you know, we're doing different things here in Colorado since we moved here, you know, what, seven months ago, eight months ago. And at the start of this meditation, they started doing all this chanting and they were reading from this book and they were all chanting together and that little uh <laughs> that little thing inside me was like oh really like it it just i don't know 
things like that, that are these rituals, which are kind of like superstitions, but these rituals that people have just been doing for so long, no, and rarely does anyone ever stop and say, okay, why are we doing this? <laughs> is this any good? What is this doing for us? And, and the ultimate question, is this necessary? And look, rituals have their place. A lot of people love rituals. It keeps them on, on their path. However, I think there comes a time on the spiritual path when we rise above these things. We don't need rituals. I mean, if you realize the beauty inside your heart, you don't need rituals. Why do you need to chant anything? It's there. The beauty is there. Peace, everything's there. It's already there. So that's why Babaji Maharaj said that religion is like the kindergarten to spirituality. It's a start. It's a little stepping stone in the beginning. And of course, Vivekananda said, it's good to be born into a religion, but it's bad to die in one (laughs) because we need to transcend it, right? So superstitions and rituals and all this stuff, we need to transcend. This is a simple process, spirituality. It's all about going inside, realizing what's in your heart, and developing your character to have noble qualities instead of animalistic and negative qualities. And we get stuck with these rituals or superstitions. We get stuck in routines that don't feed us. Right? That's why people, you know, I grew up Catholic, so people can go to church every Sunday, but doesn't mean they're progressing. Doesn't mean they're actually feeding themselves. Some people are. I would say most are not. But again, it does serve a purpose, so religion's not bad. We don't hate religion, right? Everything's good. We're all moving forward. So so I would say drop all superstition for sure. And it's funny because even science can be a superstition. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode right there. So therefore, the midweek pause, every Wednesday, have a genuine moment with yourself. I mean, really, I think, I think this could be really good. I'm, we are, I, am, I am psyched about starting the midweek pause email. So hopefully you can go and sign up for that. It's pauseyourlife.org slash MWP, midweek pause. And there's a link on the website as well. If you forget the MWP slash thing, you could just go to pauseyourlife.org. You'll see it somewhere on there. But this has been a really good episode. I have a couple more things to talk about, but you know what? I really feel that we kind of kept it on one topic and it it kind of flowed. And, and I hope I hope you got some something from from what I was talking about. Hopefully you can feed yourself a little more as you go forward. You know, meditation, nature, silence, reading good material, and having the idea that you're constantly being fed from the inside already. It's already there. So have a great day. Have a great week. And until next time... Keep shining.